0: Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. I'm John Parker. And I'm BJ Thompson. And this is the Build a Better Us podcast. Um, we are always encouraged by our own conversations, so we hope you guys are as encouraged <laughs> <by> <laughs> as we are. We, we end up uh, hanging up from these conversations and getting right back on the phone with each other and be like, man, did you catch that point? Yeah, did you catch that point? Ooh. We dropping nuggets on ourselves.
2: That's absolutely right. You know, one of the things I, I noticed when I go back to Playback, And I'm taking notes. I'm inspired. My life is changing. I level up. So I hope that the listener is listening with that same intent and taking notes. Because they can live their best life, right? And speaking of best life, what Mm -hmm. are we talking about today,
0: John Parker? I think we are talking about Lil Duval inspired living your best life. Um, and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you all are, you know, been living under a rock, or maybe you don't uh, follow secular successes of people, but there's this comedian named Lil Duval. And basically, he has figured it out at the age of 40, how to make things happen for himself. And he put out a, a single with Snoop Dogg and some other dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, And and it's called Living Your Best Life. And we decided, you know what? There's some people that listen to this podcast that's not living their best life. That's right. I I think they Yeah,
2: yeah, no. I I was going to say, I think that the song charted. That's all I was going to say was that uh, this is a really big song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people are driving in their cars, humming along, screaming along. I'm living my best life and I'm not going back and forth with you people. (laughs) Yeah, go ahead
0: <laughs> Hey man, and that's the bottom line I think he's figured out for himself Hey man, and he went on the interview and said Man, I'm 40 and I'm just now getting this thing cracking And he's been in the game for a minute Been telling jokes probably since he was 15 years old And um, the key To his success, if you listen to the song Is he just decided he's not going to go back and forth with people He ain't finna argue, mm. he ain't finna go back on Twitter fingers, he ain't finna Be in chat rooms and trolling, he's just gonna do him And uh, mm. whatever you decide to do That's on you <laughs> Yeah,
2: I think we were talking about this earlier and uh, growing up with the microwave. Yeah. Talk to us about that. Uh, Some of us uh, were not around at the beginning of the (laughs) stage for the microwave.
0: Yeah, man. Well, BJ, you reminded me of a uh, a real serious situation um, that I had forgotten about. I guess I got bougie in my, my old life and I try to you know, <laughs> act like my past uh, <laughs> wasn't a, a real thing. You know, how when people get uh, they get past a certain point and they're just like, you know what, man, like. Uh, if I recreate myself, nobody will remember the stuff I used to do. So yeah, yeah, I was poor. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was poor growing up. And, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. Drop, <laughs> drop that
2: nugget on the audience. Go ahead.
0: You know what I'm saying? Mama, mama didn't let me know I was poor. I didn't know I was poor till I found out I was poor. Mama, um, and why part of my-
2: Mama, why are <laughs> <laughs> <Why laughs> we eat pork and beans and hot dogs every night? Baby. That's what I'm saying, man. You finish make you strong.
1: Hey.
2: I'm like, hey, by the way, you finish every night out the can. Go ahead.
0: I began, you know, was, as long as the lights was on, you really didn't know you was poor. You know what I mean? Okay, the lights is on. All right, cool. All right. Well, I ain't got the newest shoes and I ain't got fresh haircuts, but I'm living. So we, we out of here. Yeah. Um, but you you remind me of this this uh, TV dinners. You know, there was a time, I don't know if people still eat these things. Unfortunately, being honest, I had a TV dinner about three weeks ago. Matter of fact, I had two <laughs> TV dinners. Um, Marie Callender's. It's a weakness I had in college. It was Marie Callender's was a sweet and sour chicken. And something just came over me. And it was like, yo, get you one of them TV dinners. And I well, was this like, This
2: huh? Was like a Taco Bell moment? <laughs> it was like a Taco Bell moment. Go ahead.
0: It was, yes, bro. It was like one of them situations. I was like, bro, I ain't had one of these in like, 15 years, man. Let me uh go grab one of these real quick and I said instead of getting one, I got two. That's how bad it was. But oh bottom gosh. line is there was a we, we talked about it back in the day. There was this thing called Hungry Man and it was like mm. the the ideal for the the blue-collar worker, right? If you if you don't have time to get a solid meal in, if your wife ain't making you a sandwich for you to mm. take with you to the to the to the coal mine or to the I don't know, to the mm. construction site. Or even, yeah. you know, to your accounting job, you know. Yeah. If you got a microwave on deck, you know, grab you one of these hungry man dinners. It could be Salisbury steak. Mm. <laughs> it could be
2: fried chicken. Enchiladas. Uh, yeah, fried enchiladas. chicken. Enchiladas. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Bro, whatever, whatever you had a taste for, they probably had like waffles and stuff too. Uh, but if you just you had a microwave, you just warm that boy up in two, three minutes, maybe five. If your microwave is low powered, you got you a full meal, and you will no longer be a hungry man. And um, truth be told, when I got that Marie Calendars uh, this these past couple weeks ago, I ate both of them, and I was thoroughly disappointed. I feel like man, I I think I just killed myself. I think I think I just ate cancer um and i immediately prayed the lord forgive me uh um, oh I, I i regretted my decision oh but my in, in the moment it just, it just made sense <laughs> i'm here i'm hungry this is quick i had nostalgia i had all these ties to my past i was like oh man this is this is this would be great and um <laughs> i took a shortcut bro <laughs> instead of just cooking my own i uh, uh i sinned i sinned oh against God. my body
2: yo what's what's crazy about it i remember Distinctly, my father. <laughs> just what you're saying, going to the going to the uh, construction site, going to the freight yard, and that's all he ate. Yo, like oh, man. schedule crazy. He's like, man, I'm I'm going from this, that, and the third. I just went to sleep. I've been working all night and all day, and I got a small window of time. What am I gonna do for lunch?
1: <laughs> I know what I'll
2: do. I'm gonna get a hungry man. Because it's going to cut time. And I think that as we transition into living our best life, I think in a lot of ways, the microwave is a clear reflection of a culture, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, just think about it. When you want to prepare that fried chicken or right. that, uh, what you say, the, the sweet and sour chicken? Sweet and or, sour.
0: Sweet and sour chicken, yeah.
2: Or the enchiladas or... Salisbury steak if you were Mm -hmm. to prepare that meal for yourself i mean it's not going to take you any less than 30 minutes to an hour given the process right but because the microwave gives you the opportunity to take something that's already pre-packaged pre-prepared and pre-cooked and seasoned all you need to do with the microwave on you know in conjunction with that hungry man is spend two minutes instead of an hour, right? And so right. we we transition into talking about our best life. We are now living in a phase of culture where everyone wants to get the quality of a home-cooked meal through a microwave.
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah.
2: All yeah. the preservatives, all, all the things that they do to do it, only to find out later on, only to be disappointed, having right. a, a flashback what do you think about the the best life and as we talk about the idea of living at the fast pace of trying to make it happen in the moment
0: yeah i think the biggest thing i'm seeing now with the generation we live in now with the social media and all of that stuff is that people are trying to take shortcuts to success right Mm. you know so hey i see bj I see what he's doing. I'm seeing his moves. I'm seeing his social Mm. media pages. I'm seeing the way he carries his head and tilted to the right when he talks. I'm seeing his his charismatic movements. I'm seeing the way he's addressing the people. And I I see him on flights and trains and planes. I'm doing a Bow Wow Challenge with BJ because he's flexing in front of the the private jet. So if I can figure out how to, you know what I'm saying? I see you. You know what I mean? If I can figure out how to replicate that and look like him, I will be able to shortcut my way to success because all I have to do is take notes from his, his page, you know, his Mm. playbook, you know? And in that case, uh, one, I could be trying to emulate your best life and therefore fail because I'm not living my own best life. Wow. Um, But the problem is, is that I'm trying to be like you. I'm trying to see, I'm trying to replicate something that you have going on. And again, not knowing what you had to do, the process you had to go through, the tears, you had to cry, the, you know what I'm saying? The struggles, the ups and downs, and I feel like, yo, if I just you know, make my page look like his page, if I just make my swag look, look like his swag, um, I'll win. I'll be in the game.
2: Wow. So what I'm hearing you say is that we have now entered into a phase of society where we see so much of people's output and not their process that in our desire to replicate what they've done, we try to expedite or we cheapen the process. Right. So mm-hmm. instead mm-hmm. of going through all that it's taken to get, you know, a 60 year experience or a 30 year, you know, knowledge and wealth or uh, people who've gone through certain training, rigorous training behind the scenes, you said we right. just basically look at the outcome of what others have, mm-hmm. grow envious because we want mm-hmm. to revel in that type of. Glory or celebration or affirmation. And then mm-hmm. instead of going through the things that they have gone through or valuing what they've gone through to get there, we try to shortcut our way into the success that we so desire.
0: Is that what I'm hearing you say? That's exactly what I said, sir. Okay. All right. <laughs> Mind your business, get out of my situation. You're right. That's it, man. That's right. absolutely it. And the problem with that on some end is that you're always going to be... Well, I shouldn't say you always, but more than likely you're going to come up short because the issue with you trying to replicate somebody else is that that's not you. <laughs> you know mm. what I'm saying? And, and what, did, what did Mama say? Uh, your abilities and your skills will take you to places that your character can't hold. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And so... It, it may not always be a, a, a fault in your character that doesn't allow you to emulate the things that you see. The, the problem is that's not you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, I see such and such. I'm trying to be the next rapper. And I see my homeboy, he rapping. He doing his thing. I'm going to be like him. Like, bro, like, there's a lot of things that go into being the best in your category. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And yeah. trying to just simply rock the same chain, you know, kick it with the same people, get the same producers. You know, I can go on and on with examples. Doesn't guarantee your success. Yeah. If you're not taking the route of hard work, blood, sweat, and tears, discipline, you know, emulating somebody else is not going to be the shortcut to best life.
2: Oh, she. you know what's interesting about this idea of the best life? And for those mm-hmm. of you who are listening, it is so easy to assert the idea of your best life and you are mm-hmm. not living in any way that is different than what you've mm-hmm. already been living there's a Mm -hmm. lot of people who are recycling this phrase because it's becoming popular. And yet Mm -hmm. the discomfort that coincides with the progress with this sentiment is absent Mm -hmm. from their lives. And, And I love that you are pointing out the fact that it's not just that we cheapen the process and we undervalue the unseen things, one of the shortcuts is a cheap imitation of someone else. I, um, I came from the faith community, conservative faith community. And something that's very interesting, you know, as a speaker, you get to see other speakers who they have a favorite speaker. And <laughs> sometimes that favorite speaker is a little too influential in their lives because instead of finding their own voice and learning how they convey a thought, through the tones that are natural via their experience and their vocal reflections, they then just parrot and mirror mm-hmm. people who they admire, right?
0: Right. Yeah. And so yeah. they
2: just become a mini version of that individual, right? They talk like yeah. them, they have physical mannerisms like that individual. Um, you can hear them prepare almost in the same kind of way that they do. And, you know, man, there's been times I've looked at the parrots. That's why I call them little parrots. And I closed my (laughs) eyes and I didn't see Johnny. I saw his idol, Tom.
0: Mm, (laughs) Right? Dang. That's bad. It is
2: bad, right? And so when we decide to not take the long road of discovering who we are taking risk around our authenticity to discover our voice, not only do we cheapen the process, we become a cheap imitation of someone else that then ultimately, right, when things change, because they ultimately Mm -hmm. always do, we end up finding ourselves discarded based off of the Mm -hmm. fact that we really don't even know why they were the way they are in that moment. What do you think about that? That idea of becoming a cheap version Of someone else and have you ever seen this in your life (laughs) since you asked
0: sir um i in my life um it wouldn't be me of course because i've always lived my best life yeah right every time Um, every time but i remember in college man there used to be this dude who would come into the gym he would have the team jordan either he would either have a jersey or he'd have like a pullover or like a Mm. a t-shirt team jordan shorts Team Jordan shoes, socks, headband, <laughs> and literally he was, he was matching head to toe. Team Jordan, dude, would get on the court and be hot garbage, bro. Uh, um, no, bro, you remember the movie Above the Rim? Yeah, 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 was that with was Wow. Yeah. Nah, man, Marlon Wayans and Tupac, man. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, it was about to say that was be like Mike, but yeah, man, it was the same. Movie. Okay, <laughs> okay, we're close.
2: <laughs> I was close. Go ahead. <laughs> very close. Very carry close. Carry on. Carry on. Uh, carry on. Yep.
0: Yeah. So basically, the dude. I mean, he took a page out of the book, bro. He was like, "Yo, if I'm a ball, if I'm a hoop, I'ma look the part." You know what I'm saying? I, I, I'ma take the shortcut. Uh, he missed the 18 to 20 years of preparation that took place to be on <laughs> Team Jordan uh, <laughs> to get the contract, uh, but he looked good in the mirror. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So. <laughs> the hard work for him was uh, going and spending the money to look like a team Jordan player, <laughs> but he fell very short. And we used to hate <laughs> that seeing funny. that dude come, man. We used to hate seeing him come, man. Tag, he couldn't have been that terrible. Oh, it was bad, bro. It was literally like, and I mentioned above the rim because Marlon Wayne's character on that, bro, he would just be throwing the ball randomly and swearing he was dope, and he would just had a chalk on his hands and everything, bro. Ugh. But it was, it was, it was a bad situation for him. Ugh. Yeah,
2: it, it's it's easy to get caught in imitation and try to cheapen the process. And when we cheapen the process, we're not living our best life. We're living our regular life, right? <laughs> I just I need people to say that is that when you try to take the shortcuts or look the part without actually going through the let's call it discomfort, mm-hmm. the discomfort of becoming refined you end up only mirroring someone else's success without actually experiencing the success that you desire, man. What would you say, I guess if we could turn this to be a little bit more positive, what would you say it it takes to begin to live your best life
0: now? Mm, I think step one is an honest assessment of your skill sets Versus what you're actually trying to accomplish, right? Mm. So with, with Lil Duval, all he had to do was stop arguing with people on the internet, and then That's he's it. living his best life. His <laughs> best life from having today, hey bro. I got to stop going back and forth with you. You know what I'm saying? And and part of the revelation I think is that man, he realized the energy that he was putting into going back and forth with people and arguing with people and trying to prove points was keeping him away from accomplishing goals. Mm. Right? Mm. Right? I mean. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's that's, that's, that's I mean, where you put your energy, right? So, that, man, that's two parts. So one is reassessing your skill sets and then comparing that with, to what you're trying to do. So, again, if you're trying to be Team Jordan, but you didn't put in the 18, 20 years of hoop practice, if you ain't in the gym, if you ain't shooting the free throws, if you ain't practicing your layups, if you ain't practicing your three-pointers, but you just want to put the clothes on, you need to really see, like, oh, maybe this isn't something I need to be doing or maybe there's some more work I need to get put in. And then the mm. other thing is re reassessing the energy that you're putting into things, right? If you're putting negative energy or wasting time or arguing back and forth or trying to make a square uh, peg fit in a round hole, it may not work out for you. You know what mm. I'm saying? So so if you're just out here just on the hamster wheel, just bumping your head over and over and over again, making the same mistakes, you must reevaluate and reassess what you got going on.
2: That's so good. I would add to that, I guess as a second point is, you need to have a sober assessment of who you are, rain, mm-hmm. sleep or snow. You know, I think too oftentimes we have who we'd like to be, mm-hmm. uh, people we admire, but we barely understand who we actually are. It, it is scary to admit oftentimes, who you mm-hmm. are and all mm-hmm. of your shortcomings, and mm-hmm. it is difficult to identify who you are and all of your greatness. And those mm-hmm. two are one and the same
0: right yeah yeah yeah.
2: learning a sober assessment of yourself means being able to look in the mirror to say all the worst things that your enemies would say about you but Mm -hmm. all the best things your mother would say about you and to then skim all those things down into their most basic principles right so Mm -hmm. maybe you're gifted as a speaker and maybe it's not necessarily that you're a speaker but that you convey communication effectively Maybe you're mm-hmm. gifted as someone who composes music. Maybe it's not that you don't you make music, but you you are great with being able to identify keys. It's that mm-hmm. type of sober assessment that allows you to begin to live your best life what else what do you yeah. What would you say else needs to happen if someone desires to live their best life?
0: Bro, so I would think as you were talking, I was like, okay, the problem with my man. That had the Team Jordan head the yeah, outfit yeah, on from yeah, head to toe. Yeah, yeah. The Martin. Bruh, bruh. No one told that dude, like, hey, man, you look the part, bro, but this ain't you. Right. Mm. So I think a part of having a sober assessment is making sure the team that you have around you, number one, if you don't have a team, you're already failing. Mm. Um, um, but having people in your life that can look at you and also give you realistic expectations of what you got going on, right? That can look at you, that know your skills, that know what you're about, that have been around you long enough to be able to speak into your life and say, hey, Good. you looked the part, you got on the jays. you got on the headband, you got on the shorts, you got on the socks, you J's paid a lot on of money for it. J's on my feet. <laughs> Just because you on, have J's like me.
2: doesn't mean you're not Michael Jordan. You go into the gym right. with jays on your feet. Do not make yep. you Michael Jordan. Go go ahead. That's
0: exactly, uh, sorry, that's exactly it. No, you're right, bro. So if if the team or at least one person around you can't speak into your life and say, "Hey, man, like you look the part, but you're not the part." There's no way you're going to have a sober assessment. Like if you don't, if you if you have yes men around you, right? Um, you, shoot, you can be the president of a country, and if you don't have mm. the right people around you, oh. you're going to make. Uh, oh, let me stop. <laughs> go ahead. Let go ahead. It sounds a little uh, personal.
2: Go ahead. <laughs>
0: So I'm just saying sober assessment includes you having people around you that can say, hey, you look the part, but you're not the part. This ain't you. You need to be doing something different. Because again, what we're saying right now in this piece is that there has to be the ability to make an assessment. And if you already are taking the microwave, taking the shortcut, dressing like, looking like, you're already in the wrong department, right? So you wow. need, you can't, it's, it's hard for someone to make a sober assessment of themselves without having people around them that can help in that process. I guess Good. that's what I'm trying to say. Good. So if somebody would have told old boy, like if if I was, oh, he wasn't my friends, I didn't have no conversation with him, but if I was his friend, I should have sat the dude down and be like, hey, bro, like you spending a lot of money, bro. And you look fresh when you hit the streets but you need to put in some more work. You Sheesh. know what I'm saying? Sheesh. You know what I mean? Because you you're just playing yourself, right? Bro, you have um, like, the
2: Coach K talk with him, the, uh, Bob I'm Knight. am saying.
0: It. That's <laughs> what, what I'm saying,
2: just, bro. You need to go sit on the bench right now. Right, right, um, right. So right. what I would say just next in that is
0: mm-hmm.
2: I think the ability to gradually apply small lessons, I think it, it's so interesting to me Everyone wants the seven, eights, and nines, and they can't be obedient to the one, twos, and threes. Before you ask for more, learn how to be faithful with a little. Probably one of the greatest lessons of of my life is that before I could ask or be entrusted with more, I first Mm -hmm. had to be faithful with a little. If you struggle with small tasks, come on, and- you struggle to make the small leaps that you feel prompted to do and to take, then you're not going to live your best life because Mm -hmm. your best life means that you are, though apprehensive potentially, you've learned that that is not the end-all be-all and that you have the ability to still have success despite feeling some form of reserve. So what I would say is, the next application in my mind is learning to be practical and faithful and consistent gradually with risk over the little things as you, if you're learning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything else? What else would you say?
0: How do you help
2: live the best life you need to live?
0: Go ahead. Assessing trajectory, right? And what I what I mean by that is. Oftentimes, we don't have a proper um, idea or you know, assessment of what trajectory looks like in, in, in terms of what our, where we're trying to go, where, the trage- where, where, where we're headed, right? So that means having good time management skills, right? That mm. means having a schedule and keeping your schedule, right? That means not having just a to-do list, but actually action items that you can actually do. Wow. Um, and we may have talked about this before wow. there's a there's an analogy that's called um man, you threw me off with the accolades man the while wow, I got the mans and i my, i started i got i got a I got a little sidetracked you know you hear the, the the analogy kiss keep it simple, stupid, but there's another one um that we use uh when we're trying to make decisions and basically, if I can remember the analogy, I don't know what just happened to my life right now um, <laughs> dang, hold on, so Jeez, basically bro.
2: you need to keep uh-huh. it simple. If you would have kept it simple, you will remember <laughs> right, your right. own analogy right now. And it's clear right. what you were trying we're to make it too complex. Right Listen, uh-huh. man, let me clean it up for you. Uh, so kids, basically what he's saying to you this is that in so many ways, you need to do the most practical thing you can to get the most tangible outcome that can be had. And if you don't learn how to do tangible practical things like making your bed, like, Mm -hmm. um, you know, dating a girl, asking her out, like starting to invest in that stock market, you will not gain the tangible benefit that will later encourage you to do more. What else? (laughs) Come on. Are you
0: familiar with smart goals?
2: No, I'm not. Go
0: ahead. Not not necessarily. Go ahead. so I'll do it quickly, um, because you you got me. I don't you didn't quite play me, but that was pretty funny. I'm gonna just uh, let JP stop stumbling and go ahead and go. <laughs> no, so <but laughs> that was good though. I appreciate you. that's what the team does, right? You able that's to pick me right. up, you know? what I'm saying that's you right. Know what I mean? So when I'm thinking about again trajectory, right? So, um, uh, so making sure that you you have a plan, it's written down. You know where you're trying to go. Figuring out the steps you're trying to go. Again, when I said before, in terms of like knowing who you are, knowing your abilities. If you know that you don't plan well, if you know that you don't time manage well, if you know that you don't do the small things, like you're saying, to to Mm. be faithful over the little, I think one thing that you can use is SMART goals. So it's S-M-A-R-T, and you can Google it and look it up. And basically, that's an an acronym for Specific, Measurable, Achievement, Realistic, and uh, Time-bound, right? Mm. Um, And so what happens is if your goal isn't very specific, like say, okay, um, by the age of 26, I want to own a home, right? Yeah. Um, You need to have some very specific thing that you're trying to set. And it's not like, oh, at some point in life, I want to own a house. Like that doesn't help, right? If it's not mm. <laughs> a specific time, a specific age. And again, things may happen, you know, life happens and you may not have that house by 26. But the idea is when you're setting that goal, you have that specific time frame in mind because you Good. just can't have some random goal, right? You Good. gotta have a bullseye target, right? And it has to be measurable. Well, how will you know that you're you're on track to having your house by twenty six? Well, how much is the down payment for the house you're trying to get? If you need to have ten to twenty percent and you want to buy a house that costs ten thousand dollars, you need to have ten to twenty thousand dollars saved, right? Good good. Is it achievable? Is it something that you actually can do? Do you have a job? Mm-hmm. You can't save for a house if you don't have a job. You can't right? save
2: for a house if you don't have
0: a job or inheritance. Right. Go ahead. Right, 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 right. And then is it is it, re- you know, some people say relevant, but I say realistic. Is it realistic that you'll be able to do that, right? So if you, if you got, you know, six kids and you're making are making seven twenty five an hour, it's going to be very difficult to save, you know, ten dollars to $20,000 right now because you got other priorities and other things to take care of. I'm not saying that you can't do that if you got six kids and you make a minimum wage, but is it realistic? You know, mm. you got to really think through that, right? And then you got to give yourself a time. Um, so within X amount of time, I will have X amount of dollars saved up and this will let me know if I'm on target, right? So anyway, I just wanted to say that in a sense of, when you're talking about um, being faithful over the little, this is how you're faithful, right? by, by having things in place, having goals in place, having systems in place. And I think following the SMART goals model for certain things in life will help you assess whether or not you're actually on target in terms of being faithful over the little stuff.
2: Yeah, I think people hear those words. They hear on target assessment, and it goes, it, it feels very impersonal, right? And it mm-hmm. feels um, like you're just given a formula. And the truth of the matter is you can't live your best life if you don't set very clear goals. I need to be very honest with you. People who don't have clear timelines, people who don't have clear goals, people who don't have clear outcomes will find themselves in situations where they'll never reach their best life. And so as, as you listen to him share JP share about clear goals, outlines, writing it down on paper. This is not just this quick, whimsical thought around helping and assisting in your best life. This mm-hmm. is the process, right? Mm-hmm. I'll give you an, another, and this is the last one for me. Mm-hmm. Follow the consulting only of people who are living the type of life you desire to live in this specific area that you see, right? So just case mm-hmm. in point. I had a friend who was getting work advice from someone and they were telling them some very authoritative things, very strong, authoritative things. And then I asked him, I said, let me ask you a question. Do you desire the sort of work and professional life of this individual? He said to me, guess what he said? Uh, uh, no. Uh,
0: exactly. <laughs> and I said,
2: let me ask you this next question. Why are you taking that person's advice as if they are the final authority of a life you don't even want to live, right? Right? Yeah. So part of this idea of living your best life is having an advisor, having a mentor, and sometimes having a life coach, right? Mm -hmm. If you can't find a mentor, if you can't find an advisor that'll help you. John, you know any life coaches that people can walk with that can help them
0: i think there's a, a website called build a better us is uh, it dot com i <laughs> think it? so um uh, and if is you it? go there you'll find an ample supply of uh, life coaches and wow. guidance and mentoring you wow
2: know? well i mean w- w- what if i don't want to pay initially what w- what is the first initial thing what
1: if i'm there's not sure a,
0: there's an option for a free consultation um so that is you it? can you know what i'm saying <laughs> kick the tires you know what i'm saying you can you can try the shoes on before you buy them you know what i'm is saying it, is it is yeah. it and, yeah and you
2: know I, I think that that this is one of the things is that oftentimes we're not willing to invest in ourselves right so this oh, is yeah. the, the thing that i would say is that be willing to invest in you okay mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know when we talk about the best life living your best life is the reality that you move beyond your comfort zone And you do things you've never done to get the results that you've always desired. And our job is to help you
0: become a better you so that we can become a better us. All right. Appreciate y'all. Live your best life.
1: Thank you for tuning in to the Build a Better Us podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever podcasts are played. You too can become a part of the BBU Nation today by continuing these discussions on social media. Be sure to go like our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter at Build A Better Us, and on Instagram at BBU Social. To keep up with other exciting events and resources, visit our website at buildabetterus.com. On behalf of the entire BBU team, we'll see you next time on the Build A Better Us podcast.